Episode welcome, seven. Welcome back. Is it episode seven? It is. I'm not keeping track. I don't <laughs> even know. So we have a really big uh, topic to talk about. Yeah, today. today's uh, today's episode we're talking about something fun. A but very transformative topic. Yeah. For some people. And this one I just kind of pulled out of the hat this morning. We had, we originally were planning for a different episode. We were talking mm-hmm. about doing the being a fitness family, but then. I was like, well, well we, talking about, you know, because there's a whole bunch of stuff to go along with that. Yeah. But, but then I was like, well, what about like what be, our experience was like becoming parents? Yeah. Becoming and, mom and dad. Yeah. And I was like, I feel that one more. And it was definitely one of the craziest experiences from pregnancy, like even trying well, to get pregnant all the way until now. It's been yeah. insane an crazy wonderful experience and i think it's worth sharing and like talking about things we experienced maybe some other parents will be like yes they don't talk about that enough or they'll be like or some people who don't have kids they'll be like oh my god really oh i'm oh well never mind oh i don't want children no no children for me (laughs) well I always think it's best to begin at the beginning. Well, that's the best. I mean, the beginning is the beginning. So yeah. Well, you could do George Lucas style and mm-hmm. go all over the place, but I'm not. I'm not. Quentin about that. Tarantino, this bitch. Oh yeah, I love Quentin Tarantino. Definitely one of oh, my. Oh my favorites. god, I can't wait for his. His last. So movie. for those of you who don't know, if you guys are like, you go hard for Quentin Tarantino, which if you don't, like, I don't know why you don't, but. You need to get on that. If you do, you probably already know that he's. He said he's only going to make ten films, and he's only made nine, right? So, yeah, he's, so got he's got one, one more, more final crescendo. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my god, is it going to be Kill Bill Volume Three, or is it going to be just totally something different? I'd love to see a mashup of like all the characters from previous movies, but then like a lot of characters are played by the same actors, so I don't know how that would do that. Well, if it was a different storyline. You could do that. Yeah. I want Uma Thurman to come back. Yeah. I would love to see... I want Samuel L. Jackson. I'd love to see a continuation of Kill Bill. hmm Or even um, like a Reservoir Dogs 2, something like that. Like some kind of callback to... Was it wasn't my favorite. Well, I mean, but it's, it's, it's still a cult classic, you know? Yeah. So they say. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway. Anyways, okay. We got off track there. Yeah. So at the beginning, we're start at the beginning of the beginning. Whenever we first talked about having kids, it was whenever before we got married, and we did discuss having two kids. And which you should always, always, always yeah. talk about. I don't think it's a good idea. Like, don't we've had friends in the past like get married and then just hope they can change their partner's mind in the or future. Or they don't talk about the whole kid situation. They're not like, you have to be so specific about it. Yeah, you got to make sure that you know what you want and they know what you want. Do you want them? Do you not the want them? How many do you want? Yeah. Do you want one, two, three? What's the deal here? Yeah. Are like, we going to keep trying when, when until do you we get a boy? Like, when do you want to have them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or to keep trying for a girl. Like, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, you can't like plan all of that stuff out but you can at least know the basics like do you want them do you not want them yeah and i mean i was like we both we knew we both knew at the onset that we were going to have 
two kids and like that we decided that a long time ago but then as we went on with our marriage we got kind of like maybe we don't want kids maybe we don't like yeah i would say it was about like at the four to five year mark we started just kind of getting away from having kids all together and that was like for a two to three year period i mean yeah and i guess i would say it was like about a couple years we were just like we don't want them. And then we were like convinced that we didn't. Yeah. And we were just enjoying but, <laughs> traveling and having fun and just it just being me and you. And Which there's nothing wrong nothing with wrong that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's really important to have that time with your partner. But then at about the eight year mark, maybe seven and a half years, you changed your mind. And your you, headphone is not plugged in all the way. I can see it. Maybe it's, it's plugged in all the no, way. No, it's not. Push it. It's in. See? Hope, no, like, I, shove it. It's shoved. Shove it in there. I promise no, you. No, like, push it harder. Hope. Like, push it in. harder. No, push, try to push it harder. Hope. I'm just fucking with you. Cody's really easy to fuck with. He gets irritated. We could do irritating shit. <laughs> so how can I not get or, irritated? Or do you have a short fuse? I think that that's what's going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Well, okay. So... But we also kind of both of us always knew in the back of our mind that our childhood, like our upbringings, had a lot, had something, at least something to do with our desire to not have kids. Like we started moving further away from it. Yeah. Because there was a lot of volatile, crazy shit, you know, while Mm -hmm. we were growing up. And there were a lot of things that both me and you experienced that kind of put like a bad taste in our mouth when it came to being parents. And I personally had to grow up really fast. Well, your experiences were crazy. Oh. My, I mean, like you had crazy experiences. I did too, too but... but it was like sometimes you tell me about the stuff that your mom did, and I'm like, wow, geez, Louise. But. We're not on. I don't think we're going to get into all that right now. No, no. You know, but the thing is, is it's like, I just, yeah, like that's, you know, in a nutshell, because of things that we went through as kids, we just didn't want to have kids for a while Hmm. because it didn't seem like the greatest experience. And I didn't like, I was, I've never been like a baby person. Well, I wasn't a baby person. I felt uncomfortable holding babies. I didn't really like. I didn't ever really wanted to touch them either. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't get to think like, you know, people were like, oh, they're so cute. They were so, they're just so slobbery. Well, it wasn't the slobber. I was just like, I don't know. I think puppies are way cuter. For a while there, we were like, our dogs are our kids. Like we were those Mm -hmm. kind of people. And I would always get so upset whenever dogs were way better. Whenever people would like say like little comments about like, "Well, you haven't lived until you've had children," and I just wanted to be like, "Shut the fuck up!" Which I still you don't think know that, that I still think that that's a bullshit thing to say. It is because the it's whole like your life hasn't even begun. My life didn't begin until I had my child. Which I'm like, you know, my life got a bajillion, bajillion times infinity. It got like just so much more amazing. Yeah, it was very... So yes, no doubt. But did my life not begin until Isabel? No. Yeah, that doesn't make even make any sense. No. Because if your life didn't begin until you have kids, and how do you? What were you? How were you an for? adult? What like, were you what, living for? What yeah. were you? You know. But anyways. So, 
But we, we decided about the seven and a half year mark that we were going to start trying. But, well, yeah, because we got, we both got out of the military. Yeah. And then we moved. And, to Tampa. And we were. And um, I, well, I just started getting this like feeling like it came over me one day and I was like, oh my God. Um, why am I thinking about babies? Babies or like having a kid. And. At first, like, I thought, oh, maybe is it, like, the biological clock ticking, you know, like, because that's a real thing, you know? Hmm. Why are you making that? No, I mean, like, I think that we what we said, we just wanted to grow our family because, I mean, we were... Yeah, but I'm getting to that point, though. Okay. You're interrupting me. Sorry. So, I didn't know what to make of it at first, but then I started thinking about it more and more, and then I started feeling like, I don't, I don't want to say, like, I felt like... Something was missing in our life, but I kept daydreaming about somebody else being a part of our family, about us experiencing having kids. And then all of a sudden I realized that I think subconsciously for a long time because of our child, for my childhood, I didn't want to have a kid because I was scared of it because I was afraid of that. Mm -hmm. And me and you had broken a lot of cycles and we're still working on certain cycles that we got from our parents and our past and or lack thereof yeah lack there well yeah like we were building positive cycles right mm -hmm. so the thought of having a child was like very scary and overwhelming to me and then i realized like i was just scared of it because i didn't know what it meant to i guess be excited for it like happy for it to have a positive, like, relationship, you know? Like, not that, like, I always was really close with my dad and stuff like that. But, you know, there were still things that were, like, my dad's never been, which he'll laugh if he hears this, because, you know, we all joke about it. Like, he's not a sensitive person at all. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't cold, but he's not, like, a hugger, like, anything like that, you yeah. know? I mean, I guess I did get a lot of warmth from my grandma and stuff. I'm trying not to trail off here too much. I mean, the point. But I just real. I just realized that I was just scared. That's all it was. Is I was scared, and I kept like coming up with all of these reasons, and I didn't want to be scared anymore. And I just believed in myself and you. I believed in us. I'm like, you know what? We can break these cycles. We can have a child and grow our family, and not make the same mistakes which you'll always make mistakes like i know that we're going we've made mistakes with isabel already we're going to make more but not like catastrophic ones mm -hmm. do you know and they believed in us and and then so i obviously presented the idea yeah you you got <laughs> the idea first and then you brought it to me and you're like hey i think i want us to have a kid and i was like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like we've been <laughs> like, we've so been articulate. talking about not having kids for you're years so articulate oh my and goodness I was just like, what? You want, now you want to have kids. It did scare the shit out of him. Yeah. It did. I remember we were walking the dogs one day and I brought it up to him and he looked at me like, I said, what? What? The, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the, what fuck? the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? Are you serious? I thought we weren't having kids. And yeah. I was like, well, hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> and you explained all your side. And then I started thinking about it and it was like, if, I don't know, you say you stopped being scared or you chose to stop being scared, but like I just decided that I, I, I wanted it, but I never stopped being afraid. Well, I mean, I was, I felt like I was afraid for all the normal reasons. 
You know what I mean? Like, like I wasn't going to let my, like I stopped being afraid of my past and worried that that was going to define me as a mother. See, that's the thing. Like for me, I knew from whenever, like I was a teenager, I promised myself that I was going to be a good father. And like, it didn't matter the circumstance in which I had a child. If it was, it ended up being like with somebody I didn't love, or if it was a mistake or something like that, that I knew that no matter what, I would be a good father. I would find a way to do that. The bar was set pretty low, too. Well, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding. I think that the things that really, really matter in being a parent are like the most simple things. Yeah. And one of them is being present, Mm. just being there for your kid. My dad was in, in a lot of ways and taught me a lot of, I think, really important things. Like... He's not a warm, fuzzy person, mm-hmm. but he did let me know that he loved me, you yeah. know, and in his own ways, even if it wasn't like verbally, you know, as often. Yeah. You I mean, you said the bar was set low. I mean, there wasn't a bar for oh, me. Oh, because your was, dad just like left. My dad was just, just vamos. Bye-bye. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Adios. So I, for me, I was like, I am all, I like, I knew I'm going to be a present and I'm going to be present in my child's life. I'm going to be a good father. And like that part didn't bother me like i knew that i was gonna be a good dad but as far as like the like monetary thing like being financially stable enough and being um like having a stable life to provide to this child is what scared me yeah but well i think everyone can relate now with what's happened over the past couple of years, you know, when the whole world shut down, that there's no such thing as security. Yeah. So, but, but, but we didn't have that like example really hmm. before. And I just kind of knew. Like, well, I mean, I, we, had, that's a funny thing is that like, it's all relative because you can have an experience that shakes you. Getting out of the military. Or what happened, right? you know. Oh, with your sister. And, yeah. to, and my I, I got out of the military because of it. And I was like, there's no such thing as security. There is no such thing. Have we talked about no, we that? haven't. Yeah, we haven't talked about. Do we that. not want to talk not, about? Not that? yet, okay. but um, I had already had the realization that there's no such thing as security, and that you can never guarantee a safe and secure environment for anything or anyone. But it's still. I mean, it's still yeah, like you can do all you can, but you know the yeah. universe always has plans, and right? And like, I guess all of my fears, the things that I was afraid of came true in a way because I was terrified of having this extension of myself, something that I can't actually really protect completely Mm -hmm. outside of myself Mm -hmm. and and like running around. And it's true. And like the, the night that we had, you were, you know, we went, we're not going to jump forward. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get back to that. Well, I wanted to say something else, like another really big fear that I had. Um, I was afraid of like how good of a mom I could be because I felt like, like I knew I was selfish, you know, like with my time and I've never really liked to be told like, you don't, I don't like, like no's, you, don't you like know, no. I don't like no. And I, but I'd also don't like, um, decisions being made for me. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm going to do in my, my time and everything like that. Like I like to do what I want to do when I'm going to do it. And I mean, I obviously knew like having a child that was all going to change, 
but then I got, t- I, that's another thing. Like I let go of, like I wanted to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, well, I don't want to be this selfish anymore. Like I shouldn't be, you know? And I was ready for that. I was ready to kind of relinquish some of the control the in the entitlement in a mm. way, I yeah. suppose, which that's okay to like have that for yourself. But yeah. And like, you find that later. You get to a point where you yeah. can be more independent. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So we, you can't, you, I think it, how long did it take you? I feel like it took it was you like, like three months. Mm, do you think so? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It took you like a, almost three months. And I just, I waited, you know, like I. You'd bring it up to me here and there and be like. Just, well, I would check think? in to see like where you were with it because I've never wanted to like be an ultimatum person. Yeah. And I, like, me and you, it's like if we don't start out on the same page with an issue or a topic, we always eventually get on the same page because we want to be on the same page. I think that's, like, that's a really core aspect of our relationship is I just want to be on the same page with you and you want to be on the same page with me. So we have to, like, figure out how to to get there, right? So I was like, I know that... We're going to figure this out together and ultimately we're going to do what's best for us, for our family, our relationship. And I, I knew that like by you having that time, because I just, I mean, God, we had been together for seven years, right? So obviously we know each other really well. And I, I just had this feeling like you would come around but I just had to just wait, you know, I just had to like give you your time. Cause I, I think that the thing that made me realize that like, cause it like, I knew that a part of me wanted it, but then another part of me was saying, you're not ready. You're not ready. And then I realized I'm like, you're never going to be ready. No, you'll never have that feeling of I'm a hundred percent ready to have a kid. I mean, some people have it. Some people can just be like, I want a baby now, you know? And, and like, they just, that's all they want for their life is just to have a baby. But well, in my experience, is a lot, most people are just kind of like terrified of it, and they don't know if they're going to be. Which you good should at be it. scared. Yeah, which it's a scary ass thing. You're bringing another life into this world. Yeah. that you're completely responsible for. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's my thing. I was like, like I was we're like, we're now like we've been on the fence about having a second baby for over a year. Yeah, yeah, and we like well, we were like getting closer. And then the world shut down and we like, we built our house and we closed and we moved and there was like so much craziness going on. Yeah, and then scared the shit out of yeah, us. Yeah, the whole COVID, everything, COVID was like scary with all that. And then I kept like, there were some other girls that I followed on social media that were pregnant at the time. Oh, and then I kept hearing horror stories of women that like, which, okay, this isn't a horror story. I just thought this was sad, but... um women had to go to their ultrasound appointments by themselves. Like the husbands couldn't come or the fathers couldn't come. And then, oh my, so the horror stories were women having to give birth alone. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. That's like, pretty scary. That is horrible. Um, there was another influencer that talked about how she went into labor. And this was like right when everything shut down. So there was like a lot of unknown and they admitted her to the hospital, but they took her cell phone away. They wouldn't let her husband come with her, and they couldn't treat her. They had she had to stay. Why in her... would they take her cell phone away? 
I don't know, but they had to give her a COVID test. And they told her that until the COVID test results came back, which can be like an hour to two hours, that they couldn't do anything for her. So she had to sit in a room for almost two hours by herself in pain, in labor. God. Yeah. And I'm like, that is fucking horrible. And I was like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I definitely don't want to get pregnant now during this time. Mm-hmm. Well, we're trailing off now. We really are. Yeah. But okay. But the, I was just, I did bring up that... Um, us being on the fence about having a second kid because the whole like never being ready we're doing that now yeah the whole like oh well maybe after we get this finished or we do this or blah 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 this will be better but it's like never gonna be like the the most ideal time it's like mm-hmm. you just it doesn't really seem like there's ever a perfect time for anything like so that. we both got on the same page yeah a few mm-hmm. months after I brought it up. And then we started, you know, trying to make a baby. Practice it. Well, no, no, Not we weren't practicing. practicing. We were just like playing. We were playing, playing the ball. game. Yeah. 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 Shooting the hoops. And I, I got. Scoring the touchdowns. I swear I shot a three pretty soon, you know. Yeah. Got her in there. Yeah. <laughs> What's another one? Like. Touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you get like the field goal kick to. What's, you know, the basketball or the, the football like because you get like an you got the extra point yeah 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 yeah. 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 but um three months yeah we did it in three months Mm -hmm. uh i guess i've got it you know we got a pretty strong seed and uh turned you know it was it was really wild because i remember telling you in may it was like a little after your birthday Mm -hmm. i took a pregnancy testing you know first thing in the morning and then it said I was pregnant in the no, bathroom. Like, oh, my like, oh my gosh. And then I remember my skin getting all hot and like getting like, holy shit. Holy shit. You know, like it's actually happening. Like well, I was that's ex- what happens whenever you, yeah. you I know I was excited. What. I was excited but scared at the same time. And but um, then the whole pregnancy journey happened and there was so many like I feel like that's just a whole nother podcast episode talking about your pregnancy because there's like a lot. I don't know how long we've been talking for. Uh, 20 minutes. Hmm. I think we can talk about the pregnancy. I don't know why. Well, I just mean there were so many like things that happened. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I had an amazing pregnancy. I was, but I mean, I was active. Um, You know, I was in, in really good shape before I got pregnant and then stayed yeah, you active. were working out though, like five times a week. Some like I think you got dropped. Yeah, yeah you did that. No, five... I no, I I worked out five times a week. All the way. I up. just my last. I want to say the last um, two to three months of my pregnancy, it, there was just like little things that would start happening. Like I'd be on the stairmaster, and I felt more out of breath. So I'm like, okay, I can't go as fast. So I'd have to turn down the levels, you know, and go a little bit slower, and. Um, but oh my God, that was like wild. That was really wild working out throughout my pregnancy because of a lot of the backlash. Like, okay, obviously I've always gotten, I've, I'm really very thankful for the community that like we've built Okay. because I've always gotten a majority of positive, you know, the, the majority of comments love feedback everything has always been positive but it was crazy because when i was pregnant the engagement was like so much higher and more intense so it was like when people would see me working out it was like 
people would be like, oh my God, yes, you're so amazing. Or yes, there'd queen. be people Or like they were telling me like I was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill my baby. Like it was insane. I know. It, I, I've never seen as much like love and hate as we got whenever you were on, you were pregnant. I mean like, and then like, even after she was born just like oh my god well it got even worse yeah and you know what it was interesting because i had like dealt with hate for at least like a two or three years yeah you know before i got pregnant with isabel so i I knew it was coming because things like that can incite an emotional response in somebody and can it make it can make it polarizing And, and i had seen other women too on social media like get hate so and i was like i would just let it roll off my back but it wasn't until she was born then it was a totally different thing because then it felt like it was like an attack on her and then like very personal so that that's all we'll get to that you know but um yeah like i loved being pregnant and i know it's not for everybody i know some women they don't and Mm -hmm. that's okay too but i loved it and it's pretty crazy going to all those appointments like whenever we went to the ultrasound to see you know what she was looking like or what her sex what the sex was and then like i remember we cried whenever we found out the sex yeah it was really crazy yeah and i was i was actually really happy to find out it was a girl because i don't know little boys have always i don't want to say I know, they, they, I know what you're going to say. You don't say you don't want to say it because you do want to say it. I don't like little boys. I don't like them because they're kind of jerks a lot of times. Not lot, all of them are like that. Not all of them. But you're, but you're using a generalization, which isn't I good just, to do. I said they're jerks a lot of times. Like a lot of times I'm around little boys. They're, they're aggressive. They're mean. They're mm-hmm. too rough. And they'll yeah. like, I remember one kid... I'm not going to remain. Oh, my name. God. He shoved Isabel shoved into Isabel pool. into the pool. And then I was like, hey, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? And he just screamed in my face. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell, And she didn't dude? have her floaties on. Yeah. So she had to get her. It was just ridiculous. And it's like, as much as I like know it's but, wrong, I still wanted to punch him in his stupid little face. But, <gasps> you know, that's why I don't like little boys is because they're just mean sometimes. Just fucking. But like I said, you're doing generalization. But Isabel... Well, here's the thing. Here, Hey, guys, this is my take on, like, Cody when it comes to, like, having a boy is your childhood. Because you've told me yourself that you're afraid of having a boy because you don't know how to be a dad to a boy. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. And I feel like... On a subconscious level, because your dad left you and you never had a positive father figure in your life. Yeah. Like you never had a positive father figure that there's definitely a big disconnect there. And so I can totally like understand why you're afraid. But it's like, I guess I'm more, I'm comfortable. different though. They're a human being. I'm comfortable with the dynamic of a male, female parent. Because you were raised mostly by women. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't know how to be a dad at all. Yeah, because I've never been around or seen a good dad. Yeah, but you're an amazing father. Yeah. So it's like, it's just a gender. It's not, you know. Yeah. It's not like having a boy is going to be so, it'll be different, but not, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you're just projecting your fear. I suppose. That's what we all do, though. We project our, our, the universe is as we see it. 
you know it is not as it is it is as we see it so i will i will say that i know without a doubt that me staying active throughout my pregnancy greatly like benefited me and obviously isabel i mean you everyone knows you need to work out you need to exercise but like being in shape before allowed me to stay in shape throughout my pregnancy Mm -hmm. and i went into early labor when i was doing cardio on the cybex arc machine with my erica my sister (laughs) was doing cardio with me and i felt like this sharp pain and i was like oh my god like something i'd never felt before yeah and then i continued to have contractions um throughout the day yeah and then we went to the emergency room that night and you weren't even dilated at all you were just like i wasn't yeah and so then they explained to me like yo you're going through what's called early labor that was crazy i think it was like three solid days where you were just laying in bed next to me and just was, like, i don't you know it was three days it was yeah. absolutely so my pregnancy was incredible but like the delivery was Oh my God! It was, it was brutal. Lot, it was a lot. You decided not to go with an epidural. You were using the was it nitrous oxide or mm-hmm. no, yeah? And uh, I think they gave you something else, didn't they? Like some kind of. They gave me. I don't remember what the drug was called, but it was kind of like a morphine shot. Yeah. That that was. We're kind of like skipping past the, the three days of early labor yeah. thing. That was already. Like, but we that we go we go into depth like with my labor we have a birth story vlog on our youtube channel for those of you that don't yeah, know it's so. worth it's definitely worth watching that's a really good video but um the early labor was really tough and it made things even harder because like we knew that you were going to give birth and we knew that this like difficult thing was coming but it just wouldn't come like you just kept yeah. on like having this and i pain. didn't sleep for three days yeah and and so neither did not i sleep, yeah so not sleeping for three days like it's no joke yeah like it wears you the fuck down and i was just so like i was losing my mind yeah because it wasn't just not sleeping for three days it was i was in pain yeah like chronic pain and i remember you telling me like i think it was the the, the third time that we went to the er because your pain was like it was so stupid because your sister was visiting to helpfully be there for the delivery and then the day that she had to leave she even extended a little bit but it still didn't happen. Then she had to leave. She got on a plane, and I dropped her off at the airport. I went into actual labor yeah. while you were dropping her off at the airport. And then I had to rush home and come yeah, get no, you. Yeah, no, I called him, and I was like, where are you right now? And he's like, I just dropped your sister off at the airport. And I was like, you need to get here now. Like, right now, we have to go back to the hospital. Yeah, and then I went and got you, and... Uh, <laughs> we got to the hospital we're driving there and you're like i don't care like if, if this isn't it like i'm just gonna have them admit me like or you know uh what is it like they make you go into labor yeah they, they induce you they induce you yeah. yeah i was like i don't care if they have to induce me and cut her out of me this is it and it needs you, to be over you were so exhausted and then you got there and they said that you were like eight centimeters i was six six centimeters dilated. and then so that's kind of like i was at the worst well, I, I mean, the tran- transitional labor is the worst, but the contractions were kind of like at the height. Yeah. So then it was weird because I just like, 
I was like, oh my God, I'm six. And then they were like, oh, we can admit you now. And then I didn't feel like I needed an epidural. Yeah. And I was, was just like, like oh. I felt like a new breath of life come into yeah, you. Yeah, I got like, like a fifth wind. Yeah. You know, I was just like, oh my God. I was like, and I remember I, I cried a little bit. So I was like, what? I said, so this is like as bad as it gets. And they were like, well, yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I can do this. Jesus, I can man. do this. I don't need. And then they asked me if I needed pain relief. And I said, well, I don't, get, I don't want an epidural. So what else can I have? And. They gave me like a shot that was kind of like morphine. I forget what it's called, but it doesn't, they were, it was like they were able to give it to me because it wouldn't affect Isabel yeah. or like the labor, the delivery part. So I, I've always wondered about the whole epidural situation. And it's like, I wonder about like, you know, cause we think about the women in like the colonial days and before that of like giving birth with, without any epidural and every, anything like that. And we think of them as like these like badass, like pioneer women, just like, you know, well, they were, they were, but then I think about, is that more badass or is it more badass to have the answer right there in front of you? Like we can give you this and it won't hurt anymore and still say no. Mm. And that, that's, I'm like, that's pretty badass. It's like how many women back then would have taken it, you know? If, mm. if you just came back there and be like, I can give you this and it won't hurt anymore. And they'd be like, So yes. what you're saying is. I think you're more, um, I think you're more badass because you were, it was there and you were like, no, I don't want it. Well, there's a lot of reasons why I didn't want it. Yeah, I know. There's, you know, there's side effects and stuff. But. Terrified of my, something being in my spine. I was like, hell no, I don't want that. Yeah. And then getting an epidural like increases just the risk of a lot of other issues, mm -hmm. which I didn't. For it's, Isabel, too, I didn't want to deal with that. It's still, it was like, it was pretty crazy to watch you do it because you were, um, I mean, I was just like, I think I was in um, adrenaline panic mode the whole time, but I was trying to stay calm. Just like, I was just waiting. You were so calm. You I know. kept thinking like I was going to see this, like, because your face is so expressive. Like, I don't have to guess how you feel about something yeah. because I know how you feel about something. And I just, I had these daydreams of what it was going to be like whenever I was giving birth like, and i was like cody's gonna be like i'm gonna have to tell him to like face a corner i'm like i don't need this shit right Chill now the fuck out yeah. dude no i was like i need to be i need to be stoic i need to be calm and just be there for her and give her whatever she needs but inside i was like panicking and um it was like whatever you wanted you're like go give me some apple juice or whatever i was just like okay and just like we'll go get it and I remember there was at one point where you were sucking on that nitrous oxide thing, the mask, and oh, yeah. just <gasps> just going at it. And then nitrous like, oxide is where it's at, man. Yeah. That was amazing. And then for some reason, like it stopped coming out, <laughs> like the the gas stopped. The coming tank out. ran out. Tank ran out. And you're like, Cody, this isn't working. I need a new tank. And I'm like calling the people. I'm like, we need another tank, and they weren't coming. <laughs> you're like, I need it right I now. I was panicking. Yeah, I don't know how long it took them to get. An, I mean, it was amazing, an amazing experience. Like the yeah. hospital was amazing. Like everybody was great. But obviously, when you're in that type of situation, like it felt like almost an eternity. It where I'm wild. like, where's that tank? Yeah. Where's that tank? I need that tank. And um, the whole time, I know that like you were just trying to like push it out like it was a like an exercise or something like that well rep, i bought i put the out. squat bar up there yeah you did the squat bar and like they were like you can take a break if you want you can rest you're like no i don't want to rest this needs to be over and you're just like ah! just like pushing the whole well, time another thing too is that like i feel like that's something that they don't talk about a lot is like they'll you just i didn't i just didn't know you know like you you're told that, 
labor and delivery is generally takes it generally takes longer when you're a first time mom, mm-hmm. and then it's shorter like with each birth. But I didn't really know what that meant. And so when I got into, I had early labor for three days and I was like very concerned, but they were just like, oh, this is normal. And I'm like, what do you mean it's normal? Yeah. You know? And then like, I remember after I got out of transitional labor and then it was like, you know, the contractions go away, which is really nice. And, um, you get to kind of like catch your breath and everything and it, before it's time to push. And then like, then the, uh, midwife said okay well you can start pushing you know when you want to you you can take a break though and I was thinking about taking a break but then I asked her I said well how long does it usually take you know to push and she said well usually for first-time moms it's an hour and a half to two hours and I was like no I'm not taking (laughs) I don't have time for a break ain't nobody got time for that but I should have taken a break yeah which I won't that's but the, you I know think, what, though? I don't even know. Probably it's like I say, like, oh, I'll take a break next time, but probably not. Yeah, you'll probably just want to get it over with as quickly as you can. But the, the whole time you were, like, contracting and, like, pushing and everything like that, I kept trying to, like, you, you were had, you were holding my hand by three fingers, specifically three fingers. Like, you didn't want two and you didn't want like my hand, my whole hand. You had to be squeezing. Yeah, but I couldn't squeeze down. I couldn't bear down on your hand with your whole hand. Like this, the three fingers was like where it was at. <laughs> like just crunching all my <laughs> joints together. I'm like, can we do two fingers? You're like, no. I tried two fingers and I was like, no, no, no I need work. three fingers. Like, okay, this is just painful, but all it's right. It's crazy the things that like for, I mean, I know all of the women that are listening right now that have had, that have given birth. It's just like... You go in with this plan, and then things can change. It goes out the window. It goes out the window. So you have to, like, obviously be emotionally prepared for that, which I did kind of get myself prepared for. Yeah. Like, all the, what really matters the most is that your baby comes into this world as a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. So if you have to get an epidural, if you have to get a C-section, if you do it vaginal, you don't have an epidural or anything, it's whatever. It's just, you know, getting your baby out right in a in a healthy safe way yeah so but um what was the point i was getting to a point though about oh yeah well it's just it's funny because whenever you're giving birth you get like you have these little like things that comfort you and then you're just like you can't let them go yeah. like the whole squeezing on three fingers and then you had you tried to sit down so that you could take a break, right? But I got into this point in, during labor where I was just flat on my back. And, and you wanted to be looking up at me. Well, all I could do was stare at the ceiling because I felt like I couldn't move. I was just laying there, like going through the contractions, and I wanted to be able to see your face. But when you sat down, I couldn't see you. So I was yeah. like, no, no, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> and I remember yeah. I thought like I was going to really like the birthing ball, and that I was going to get in the hot tub because they have hot, had hot tubs at that um, yeah. hospital. And I was like so excited about it. And they got a hot tub ready. And they were like, okay, Miss Howard, it's time for... I was like, no. You don't want it. I didn't want to yeah. leave the bed. That was like my safe place. Yeah. And they say like, you know, some women like to walk around. And I was like, no, I want, I'm staying in this bed. No. Yeah, you, you stayed there the whole time. And you kept pushing and squeezing. And you may, you know, you pushed that bean out. And Big uh, bean. Big bean. She was... Seven eight, pounds, eight, yeah. 14 ounces. She was big, dude. Big old. No, seven pounds, 11 ounces. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was really big. And um, Big old bean. I remember 
she, they, you know, she was delivered. They took her out. I cut the umbilical cord and, um, they put her on your chest and she immediately stopped crying. Like she just like was quiet. Mm -hmm. And then. No, they didn't cut the umbilical cord. They clamped it. Oh. It was the delayed. Yeah, they delayed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they put her on your chest and then she, stopped, she stopped, crying. stopped crying. And then I wanted to try. And then she started crying again. I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I just gave her back to you. And then we cut the umbilical cord after that. And um, it was like after that, I think that we were in that delivery room for maybe another hour. It was a couple hours, maybe. Yeah, a couple hours. And then they put you in this wheelchair contraption thing and took us to another room for us to like where we were going to be sleeping for the next couple of nights and then we didn't sleep <laughs> but oh my um, god i hate that i hate i just didn't like honestly it was so awful because of like not sleeping again i already yeah. didn't sleep for three nights and then i didn't I get to sleep for at some all re- i thought for some reason we were going to get some sleep after she was born it was like pretty late it was like almost 11 o'clock at night by the time we actually got into that room no it wasn't it wasn't no. i thought it was late no it wasn't what time was it that was like seven or eight. Oh well we went in there at like a perfect time to go but to i sleep. was exhausted Ex- yeah and, and so were you and like it went and for a while isabel was just sleeping and I tried. I was t- tr- too, yeah. but I had to go back to the house, check on the dogs, feed them, take them out, and everything like that. And then I went back and I tried to go to sleep, but I kept panicking. Like I couldn't sleep because I had to, like, I would get scared and have to check on her. And see, I was just out. And, and so I remember, was Isabel. I remember actually having a panic attack in the bathroom of that room. Like I was. That was like, when we first got to that room. Yeah. I was like laying on the ground. My stomach was like like in knots and i was throwing up and i was shaking and i was just like what the fuck i was like losing my mind because i was so scared yeah i remember when we first got to the um the overnight room or whatever you want to the suite right the pregnancy suite um the nurse came in there to check you know just to like introduce herself and say oh, you know i'm nurse so-and-so i'll be looking i'll be on this shift tonight and blah 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 and you had already gone to the bathroom and then she was in there like you know just talking to me and like checking on me and stuff like that and then i started realizing i was like oh my god i was like cody's been in the bathroom for a long time like, yeah. i wonder what's going on in there i was in there losing my shit because literally yeah isabel was this like she was here you know and she was just this tiny little fragile thing and she's like this but weren't you like vomiting and... yeah i was throwing up in the toilet and like shaking and like i felt like i was hot but my body was trembling i was like it was weird it was a full-blown like panic attack it was the only one up like that i've ever had in my life that's an extreme one yeah but very justified yeah i remember as soon as they pulled her like she came out of me and then they like handed her to me i was like what the fuck it was the craziest experience i've ever had in my life because your whole life just gets like change it's just wild and all of a sudden there's this person or yeah. this little human being that's just right there and it was just never like nobody can prepare you for it mm-hmm. and you have no idea what it feels like until you actually experience it and it was wild yeah if you're gonna go into a hospital or have a midwife or whatever if you're going to somewhere and you're gonna have a baby 
don't think that after you have the baby that you're going to get any sleep because it wasn't even Isabel that kept waking us up. It was the, it was the fucking nurses. These people were coming in. Are you talking about these people? They were taking... Look, it's like I understand... It was a necessary like yeah, evil. That's what it felt like there, at the They time. want to come in there and check on the baby and you every like... What, like 45 minutes or an hour or some yeah, shit? It was wild, yeah. And then it was like if they would... The their shifts were different, so it was like the nurse to, that would come check in on Isabel. That's why it was like every forty five minutes, because mm-hmm. they would come and do her checks and then leave. And then when we would start to fall back asleep, the nurse for me would come in. And then yeah. I remember asking them, I was like, "Could you guys just like not come in Could here you just for leave a few hours?" Alone? And they were like, "Unfortunately, yeah, we got to check on you." And I get it, you know. Yeah, and it was just a it was a wild experience. And then, um, then we finally. After that, sec- well, we were there for two days. Yeah. And we... Just, I was ready to go home. Yeah, we went home. We put Isabel... So, I was holding Isabel. She's just this tiny little thing. And I have to put her in her car seat. And I hadn't, like, practiced yet with, like, a, a fake baby to put... Oh, how the to put buckle. A, yeah, yeah, how to put ins- a baby in a car seat. We had installed the car seat, but, and like, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm putting her in there. I'm trying to be so gentle, like, moving her little arms out of the way, like, trying to get them into the straps and, like, clicking things and trying not to make, like, make sure I don't pinch her or anything like that. And, like, and like I'm, like, looking around. And like, there's cars waiting behind us. And I'm just, like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. You know, it was, it was really, it was nerve-wracking. And then, man... Then we took her home, and the life of Chub Magub began. I know. We laid down for a nap. But that's, like, the one thing I've been saying that I know I'm going to do for sure if we do have another baby is I'm going to take, like, because my delivery went very smooth and I didn't tear, and I had it naturally, um, my recovery time was a lot better and a lot shorter and um but so th- i was cleared to start working out after two weeks yeah which was nice but now like that i have hindsight like looking back on it i should have just taken the full six weeks off because i really just stressed myself out trying i just like i didn't which i know it wasn't a bad thing i was just so determined not to lose myself yeah. which i think is a really like it's an important thing you don't ever want to lose yourself i didn't want to let myself go but i did I tried to do too much after I had her. Yeah. It was like I was trying to glam myself up too much. Were, I was trying did to your like hair wear and makeup like the, like the next day after. Oh, when we were in the hospital, yeah, we did our vlogging. Oh my god, did I did. Hair and makeup. But I didn't. I just I didn't do like my makeup for the vlog while we were in the hospital. Yeah. I did my makeup for myself to prove to myself like you can still do this. But honestly, it was like fucking painful to stand up. Like I. Cause you can't, that's another, it's, it's like crazy. You can't stand up straight after you give birth for like a couple days Yeah. because your internal organs are like going Displaced. back into place. Your oh, uterus shit. is shrinking. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And so like, I didn't even know, I didn't think about that. Like, and you don't, and then the contractions after the post. Yes. The like after, yeah. Are like a really horrible period. So like I was so upset after I gave birth and we got into that pregnancy suite that I was in pain still. And I'm like, what is happening? And the nurse was like, oh, well, your uterus is shrinking back down. And I'm like, oh, my God, when is it going to (laughs) end? And they couldn't give me because I was breastfeeding. That was obviously um, because I had started breastfeeding right away. I, I asked if I could have 
stronger pain medication than ibuprofen and then they were like well unfortunately you know we see here that you're you know you're breastfeeding and so we can i'm like oh god why <laughs> but i was like you just i don't know it's like i wasn't thinking about that and then i was like oh that's right i'm yes i'm breastfeeding that's i'm i have gone i'm gonna okay. breastfeed yeah. i want to breastfeed you know and so but it's just like you don't realize it until it becomes a reality and i'm like oh god i can't have anything but ibuprofen and that didn't do anything for it <laughs> but Anyways, so yeah, like I couldn't really stand up straight. And if I stood up straight for too long, I'd start to get lightheaded. And I'd need to sit down. But I was like, I was forcing myself to do my makeup yeah. and my hair. And then, so now I'm like, fuck all that. I'm not, I don't give a shit about that. I'm going to take six weeks off from the gym and just like, we're going to take naps when Isabel nap. Like, yeah, whenever we got home, it was literally like the next day, it was right back to business, emails, plans collaborations all that shit like it was yeah but just, it's important it's our business too you know yeah. it's like we but it have like, a lot of pros because of our the, business yeah, our lifestyle have, yeah. but but then there's also you know it's another thing it was we were also we had to launch a new website and new guides and yeah. we work from home so it was like we had to get that stuff done it's a lot man yeah. it was a lot but now we have isabel and she's like this amazing gift healthy like healthy beautiful hilarious yeah great smart person. she's so smart it's crazy like i know i'm gonna sound like one of those you know cliche moms like my baby's so smart but she really like everybody talks about how smart she is everywhere we go and they're just like they they're drawn to her like they gravitate towards her mm -hmm. she's just magic and she's the life of the party everywhere she everywhere goes. she goes <laughs> she is the life of the party yeah we got lucky with her. We uh, we're we're definitely like very blessed to have her as a child, as our daughter, and yeah, and for us to have each other as a family, anyways. I know. So, how do you feel like having her has helped shape you as a person now? You know, bef like if you can compare before and after. Um, I think that it made me a lot more open to doing more for others than for myself and it made me more open to other people in general like more willing to have relationships with other people and not being so scared of letting people into my life or feeling yeah. like some, like people are just out to fuck me over or whatever i'm just well see and that's a lot of like i mean we know like it's from your childhood from your like aban like your dad abandoning you yeah. so you don't really like for a long time you didn't really place a lot of importance on friendships or relationships in general yeah but now i understand that relationships and the people you love and the people that are positive influences in your life like those are the most valuable things that you have and they have to be treated as such mhm mm yeah Mm. <laughs> what about you do you feel how do you feel like it's isabel changed you well you said the positive do you have any cons i th i think that uh, i don't know man you don't know i think that i it made me go so far into taking care of other people first that i stopped taking care of myself oh. as much and I was, I'm, I've, like, 
I'm always kind of like putting a you and Isabel first and like yeah that became an issue for quite for a long time yeah I had to like, like make you I just start making you like take care of yourself because you're really bad well you're you've gotten a lot better about it now but for a while you were really bad about scheduling time to yourself mm-hmm. and you would go like weeks without having half a day to yourself or a day to yourself and you weren't really doing anything for yourself like you didn't have like a hobby or like anything like that yeah it was just all work and taking care of you guys and then i was like yeah i would like i kept thinking about getting into jujitsu and i kept like like talking about it but then i wouldn't do it because like oh i can't afford this i don't have time for this and then you were just like you're gonna go you are going and you're going to sign up and you're going to fucking do it. If I have to sign up for you, you're going to go do yeah. it. And then I did it and I'm in love with it. And I've been like so, really, really happy. See, it was like an initial negative, but you were able to grow from that and fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about the negative first for myself. For me, my anxiety like went through the roof. Oh, yeah. Like it was bad because i was worrying about someone always trying to steal her um worrying about losing myself so i like had something to prove to myself as well kind of like really running myself into the ground and then but i was able to kind of like come around on that faster than my anxiety my my fear with isabel with losing her um but i would like lose sleep like i would wake up in the middle of the night and i'd have to go like look at her like it's weird it's like i wasn't because obviously in the beginning that's like you're at most risk for sids yeah. you know which is really scary um but it, I guess it wasn't, wasn't like I was like constantly checking on her to like make sure she was breathing. It was, I was trying, I wanted to make sure she was still there. Like someone didn't steal her. And yeah. I was just so afraid. And even like, because, you know, you've heard crazy horror stories about children like being abducted in the middle of the day at Walmart or something like that. And so, and I didn't get that afraid of it until we started um going to like we went to a breastfeeding class we took a tour of the hospital because they had this really free like they had a cool free tour where they yeah. showed you like oh if you have your baby here like these are the pregnancy suites and this oh, is like they had, they had all that security and we didn't yeah understand. and but the nurses but the nurses were like telling us they were like you need to be very cautious you need to be very cautious um especially while you're pregnant like they talked about um people potentially like clinging to you towards the end of your pregnancy because some there are crazy people or women out there that will um befriend women towards the end of their pregnancy and then try to steal their baby and i'm like oh my god these nurses are telling us this stuff like these medical professionals and then they another thing that they told us too was um while your baby is in the bassinet in the hospital room to have them on the furthest away from the door yeah so that people like if someone was trying to do that they'd have to come around the bed and it would be a lot hard like oh my god and then another thing was the nurses told us themselves they were like always 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 make the medical professional or the janitor whoever they are that walks into your room while you're here after you give birth show them their badge Mm -hmm. and if their badge is flipped around like it was like if the badge is flipped around make them flip it over and look at it and i'm like holy shit 
you know. It's pretty scary. Yeah. And then it got to the point where they were like telling us like, don't let anyone take your baby. Nothing like that. But the second night we were there, I mean, we hadn't gotten any sleep and Isabel was just crying and crying and crying and crying. And like, she didn't need anything. Like I kept nursing her, but then she didn't want to nurse and her, she didn't need it. It was just... You know, and we know what it was now. She didn't want to be in that bassinet. <laughs> she wanted to sleep with me in the bed. Yeah. And, but she can't because that's not safe, right? Yeah. So we called the nurses in to help. And then like really the only thing that they could do, which was super nice, was they offered to take her and walk with her, you know, up and down the hallways. And at first I almost said yes, because like, oh, we could get like a nap, right? But then I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, we can't trust you. No, because that's nurses have stolen babies before. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like now we have this baby. And it's like, I felt like I couldn't trust anybody for a long time. Yeah, that's how it feels. And I would just like be afraid of someone breaking into the house trying to steal her. What about positive? Oh my God, I know. Well, I will like to, I want to tell everybody that I have come a long way with that. And my anxiety levels are like, it's just very leveled out. I'm able obviously to sleep through the night and I'm not worried about people trying to steal her all the time. Um, It only happens every once, every once in a while, every blue moon. The positive thing is it definitely helped me grow as a person because it's the first time it was now i feel like i'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying not to cry right now um i think i'm just gonna cry anyways but it was the first time in my life that i ever loved somebody more than myself (laughs) and at first like i felt guilty about it because of you you know yeah um but I do, and it's a very selfless kind of love, you know, that I know that if it ever came down to it, it would be her life over mine, no question. And it really changes you as a person, you know, it's it's wild. And I definitely wouldn't be who I was today without that, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that I get to be her mom, and it's helped me love in a different way and not be selfish. And... It's helped our relationship, too, with me and you, you know, and as a family. And it's like we were always supposed to have her, you know, like, like I try when I try to think about like life before I met you, it was like you were always there in a way. And it feels like the same with her. And I also want to add in like, it's not like I I wouldn't die for you, too. (laughs) I would. But it's it's just different when you have a child and. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Well, we're at an hour. <laughs> and I just cried. Yeah. So, I think that's a good way to end this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, is, this is a good one. We got to get ready for date night. Yeah, we got to go it's out. date night tonight. I feel like the last time we filmed our last episode, it was maybe it was time for date night. Yeah. Which is a good thing. I'm ready. We're going out for sushi tonight, and then we're going to go have some wine at the beach and watch the sunset. Sounds like a good time. If the weather holds up yeah but whatever we'll have a fun time regardless all right well thank you guys for watching or listening thank you for listening (laughs) and uh hope you enjoyed and we'll see you guys talk to you guys next week love you guys Bye. bye